but yeah, he's like, oh yeah, that's that's a pheasant, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, I see it, mm. and then starts pulling the dead one out, and I was like, not necessary. I can, I <laughs> honestly, full view. It's okay. <laughs> Check, 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 one, two, check, one, two, bitch. That's the start of a Tupac song. Boats and hoes. Yeah, boats and hoes. Hoes and boats. It's a great intro. Prestige worldwide. (laughs) What is that from? Step I think I'm going to use that as the intro of the podcast. So welcome back to the viewers and listeners of the Untitled Podcast. I think at this point we've settled that we are calling this the currently untitled podcast, which uh, was Jesse's brilliant idea, and I really like it. Actually, it just came to me. It just came to her like <laughs> like an epiphany. Um, so at this point, I've listened to both of our podcasts. The the last two, I think they're pretty good. Uh, sorry, I've listened to the first one. Um, I haven't listened to the second yet. Second so. one's trash. Second one's garbage. Absolute <laughs> trash. Um, but. So, it's up. Hopefully, y'all are uh, reviewing it, subscribing to it, uh, just liking everything that we're putting out on the internet because um, I am a narcissist and I need more people feeding my ego. Um, that being said, let's let's get the show on the road here. Um, what you got for today? What do I've got? Why are you preparing topics? You never asked me to. I'm just kidding. I, I do have a few things written down. Um First of all, I'd like to uh, reminisce on the weekend. Uh, you, you have you repressed it already? Oh, th- this past yeah. weekend. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I have tried. Yes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we've been on this uh, little tour of my family. You might say uh, over the last few months, really, we've been. We started in September. We I want Jesse to meet my extended fam family, uh, and so on the weekend, we finally went to my uncle's house, and uh, my uncle happens to be a hunter. This is a recording, right? Yeah. My uncle happens to be a hunter, and he trains dogs, and uh, part of how he trains his hunting dogs, uh, Jesse might have more. Uh, more information on this part, but uh, I think you remembered the details better than I did. But he uses ducks and pheasants, frozen pheasants and ducks, right? In the off-season where you can't hunt ducks, they pretend to hunt the frozen ducks. They drop them in the lake so that, or mm. pond or whatever, so that the dogs will go get them. Mm. So my uncle decided, at this point, he knows next to nothing about jesse um he just knows that you're you're not you're not into eating veal you won't you're not big on hunting you wouldn't eat bear things like that and then (laughs) his brilliant idea is to go he just gets up from the table i think my first mistake was trying to make a good impression Next time, I, I wouldn't do that. Right. I'm just going to twist this so I can monitor it. Um, yeah, so my uncle just casually gets up from the table. I didn't think anything of it. No. And he walks into his freezer room. He comes back out and puts a bag on Jesse's lap. 
And there there was a split second where neither of us knew what was in there. No, it just felt cold. And then the panic struck. He placed a frozen duck on her lap. And and then and then he pulls it out of the bag. And didn't he put it back on your lap? He it was like no, he pulled it out and then put it back in the bag. Oh, okay. But um Probably the most memorable thing in my life. Yeah. From now on. Yeah. Will be that moment. Yeah. I I can't even look at dead animals on the road. <laughs> well, it's funny too because, you know, I would say I'm a pretty supportive boyfriend, overall, right? Yes. I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a decent semi decent boyfriend. And and knowing you and knowing how you feel about animals, I knew you wouldn't have liked it. Yet, for some reason, my first instinct wasn't to help you. It was to start taking pictures. Live pictures. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I didn't realize that my phone was set to live. And I've got live video of Jesse freaking out about these. Your mom looked the most concerned out of anyone. I think it's because she could see the tears coming out of my <laughs> one eye. <laughs> well, my cousin was yelling, Wally, take it off. And I, I don't know why I, I, I froze and I wasn't helping. I was just taking photos. But now when I look back at those live photos, the photos themselves, you don't look that scared, but it's watching the live version that actually tugs on my heart a little bit. And I'm like, Oh, that was such a bad boyfriend move. I mean, looking back, it was funny. Yeah, I okay. laughed. Okay. I laughed. Um, <laughs> I don't want to experience that again. Next time, help me. Sure. But I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, we'll make we'll a deal. We'll make it next, through. Ne- <laughs> <laughs> next time, I promise I'll help you. <laughs> Hopefully, there's no next time. I really hope so. I'm surprised he didn't send us home with any meat. Because he sent my sister home with... What did he send her home with? Deer? Uh, yeah, deer. Um, Now, not saying I'm dying for deer because i'm i'm very content he offered us his last steak he did he did offer us is it legal to eat i i don't know um i try to stick to the regular Mm. shit so just in case i might censor out what animal we're discussing (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that was that was quite the memorable experience i tried to be as prepared as i could you yeah did warn I, I did me, warn you and i saw the, the dead stuffed pheasant in the corner mm-hmm. does he have a deer too he used not to. that i saw okay so he used to have a, um, a deer mounted on his on his wall but yeah he's like oh yeah that's that's a pheasant and i'm like yeah okay yeah i see it mm-hmm. and then starts pulling the dead one out and i was like, not necessary i can <laughs> i honestly full view it's okay <laughs> see I didn't realize until just a couple of years ago that the pheasant on the wall was real. (laughs) I thought it was fake. (laughs) I definitely thought it was a decoration because it didn't look real to me. I'd never seen a pheasant. Technically, is a decoration. Right, but I I had never seen a pheasant in real life, so I didn't even think it was a real fucking bird. I thought it was like a, a... It sounds made up. Right? Like Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> Which there is a Pokemon based on a pheasant called Unpheasant, and he's ugly and he's supposed to be like unpleasant. Um, 
Yeah. They have strange ideas for Pokemon. They, they do. They've got a literal pile of garbage as a Pokemon. I like the milk one. Milk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a milk one. And then he turns into whipped cream. Um, yeah, someone must have sincerely dropped acid before designing some of those characters. Oh, yeah. Uh, I find it funny that you somehow managed to forget about the raccoon that charged at you the other day. <laughs> Forgive and forget, no? <laughs> <laughs> so the other day, it was it was like the craziest 15 minutes because we're leaving my house. It's probably what, like one in the morning? Yeah, it was late. And uh, we're leaving my house and I'm trying to drive Jesse home. And I see from a tree, uh, to, to preface this, I was walking towards my car and I saw this strange truck parked in front of my house. And normally there's no truck there. So I thought who would be parking here this late? Um, and I, the windows were tinted, so I couldn't see if anyone was in there. So I'm kind of freaking out. Like this all black truck is just sitting there. Couldn't tell if anyone was in there, but I'm glad that I was looking because I see a raccoon dart down the tree in front of the truck, this big, big honker of a raccoon darts down the tree and starts gunning it for Jesse. Just, just fucking charging at her. And I'm, I'm, you've got the door open and I'm yelling, babe, 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 babe. But I, I couldn't get the word out raccoon. So I locked my car so the lights would flash at it and it just scared it and it darted off. But I'm like, what, what? What could you have done to piss this thing off? I think it knew that I wanted to be its mother. And, oh. um, it was happy. Uh, it didn't look happy. <laughs> <laughs> it looked almost like it had its ears back. I don't Going know how you kill. didn't see it. I don't, you said it was, like, what, four feet away from me? By the time yeah. you scared it? Yeah. It was, it scared me. I, I didn't see it. I heard something. And then when you started to try to alert me i thought it was a skunk oh because that's happened before yeah that has happened um so but of course i'm not thinking a skunk is running at me i just right. assume there's one around so i'm like okay get in the car quickly yeah the amount of times i've had to scare skunks away from my front door before i can leave the house at night by like locking my car is absurd we get so many of them in this area Apparently, our city, or the cities in this area, have been getting such a bad problem with skunks. Yeah. It's probably all the construction in our area. But then, you know, you and I are driving to get you home, and then two skunks run in front of the car. Thankfully, I didn't hit them. And then as we're driving home, we are almost like fucking run off the road by that ugly Ford Ranger who's yeah. who's taking turns so tight that his tires are barely hugging the ground. Um, and then from there, we're, we, the two cops parked at the plaza by your house didn't seem to notice him. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, oh, two cops, I hope he gets pulled over. And as I'm pulling onto your street, there's a pack of like, what, 15 to 20 15 year olds yeah it was a lot yeah i feel like it was closer to 20 yeah and and they're making loud noises and they were kind of mocking or like like what, what would the word be like boasting towards my car yeah. like trying to like like puff their chests at me and stuff and yelling at the car as we're driving down the street 
I, the whole time I'm thinking, I hope those motherfuckers get pulled over. I really, really hope. And right as you got out of the car, they got stopped by the cops. I was so happy to see that. So satisfying. Yeah, it was so satisfying. It was just a weird night. Well, yeah, and then on my drive home, the car behind me got pulled over. Oh, yeah. Well, at least it wasn't you. Yeah, I, at first, I was like, uh, do I stop? I can't tell if this cop's coming for me. I'm at my left turn anyway. I made the left. I'm like, the cop can come after me right? if he wants. At that point, I'll just tell him I'm confused. But <laughs> I've, I, it's funny. I've never been pulled over in our area. I've only ever been pulled over in Oakville, one city over. Um, and it's never been a good experience. But I, I don't quite understand why is so pleasant. Yeah. Um, that being said, my experience in was ridiculous. Um, this one time I was driving my mom's old car and I'm, I'm, it's technically a highway. I'm on this highway driving speed limit, driving through our hometown. This car was just fixed. Cause I had just gotten into an accident at about a month or two prior. Um, and the car wasn't really being driven yet. So this is one of the first times it's back on the road. I'm driving going speed limit i notice this cop's behind me and then she's next to me and then behind me and then she's next to me and this goes on for about 15 minutes like i'm driving i'm driving into the next city over i'm just i'm really confused why it keeps happening and uh eventually my right headlight goes out and i think it's just i had my dad look at it the next day it wasn't in properly like the bulb wasn't screwed in or right. something or wires were loose something like that it was it was an easy fix but uh i pulled onto my friend's street after cops going back and forth back and forth and uh the lights go up for the the cop car i'm like what is going on i really didn't do anything wrong the light just went out cop comes over to me she has me roll down my window i give her the license and registration uh I accidentally handed her an expired insurance slip uh, because uh, we just my parents just kept them all in the in the car. So I accidentally handed her the wrong one. I'm ru rummaging through to find the right one. At one point, she's like, "I don't even want to see it." So I finally give her the right one, and she keeps accusing me of having stolen the car. She keeps saying. Uh, whose car is this? Does your mom know you have it? Blah, blah, blah. I kept telling her, yes, you want me to call her? Yes, you want me to call her? No, no. But are you sure you didn't steal it? Are you sure you didn't steal it? I kept saying, yes, I didn't steal this car. So she's got the insurance slip in her hand after I handed her the expired one. She goes, well, how do I know this is real? This expires this year. This could be, this could be inaccurate. I'm like, well, all insurance expires within the year you get an a new slip usually, or, or maybe you don't, I, I, now I'm blanking. Maybe you do. I think I, I think you do. Anyway, she's accusing me of lying. She keeps saying I'm not going anywhere because of the headlight, blah, blah, blah. Keeps accusing me of stealing the car. And finally I'm like, she's making me really nervous. And this is, I'm 19 or 20. I'm, this is my first time being, uh, interrogated by a cop when I'm by myself and I had no idea what to do. So I, I said to the officer, I'm like, officer, can I be honest with you? 
she pops the button on her on her gun to say what you need to say. I'm like, okay, I was about to say, it, you're making me really nervous. Can I please get out of the car? I'm starting to, I, this was one of my earliest experiences of a panic attack in adult life. I uh, hadn't had one since I was a kid. I was like, you're making me really nervous. I start to, my start to hyperventilate a little bit. The car's suddenly feeling super small. She, she lets me into the car, but has me spread on the hood. And I'm like, but I didn't do anything. She's like, well, I don't, I can't prove that yet. So eventually she's calling the insurance company to make sure that the insurance is valid. And I was like, officer, you're not going to get a hold of them. It's 1030 at night. No one's going to be there. So she finally says, you know what? Go home. I'm, I'm going to give you a ticket for the expired plates. I'm like, it's not even my car. <laughs> she was like, doesn't matter. I'm giving you tickets for the expired plates go home I was like, okay well i'm just gonna go to a buddy's house now and then i'm gonna head home soon she was no go home go home or i'm gonna take you for the the headlight too i'm like what what is wrong like what what did i do wrong she goes just go home or i'll I take you for the headlight i don't know how she can do that when she literally watched it go out right like, what were you supposed to do exactly at one point she was telling me when if i can't get a hold of the insurance company you're towing this car home she was, I'm not legally letting you drive this car. Sounds like she was having a very bad day. Yeah, so <laughs> I took the ticket. I always do this with my with any ticket I get. I, I fight it just to see about getting it reduced. So I, I submit it to, to court. And then what I usually would do, I've only had a, a few tickets, but when... Uh, what I usually would do is when I get the original court date, I then adjourn it because the cop is less likely to show up to the appointment. So I, I get the court date. I'm like, oh, okay. In about a week or two, I'll go adjourn it. It's for like three months away. Well, I get a letter in the mail from the city saying the cop wants to adjourn it. Cause she's on vacation that week and she really wants to be there. I'm like, are you kidding me? This cop wants to nail me for this $110 that bad. So I just gave up and went and paid the money. Because I'm like, I honestly, I think she'll ding me for worse if I show up there. I don't get that at all. No. And then when I went to go pay the ticket, my mom drove me because it was so nervous to drive. And that cop was in the lot, probably there for another thing. I got so panicked, I jumped down. I started ducking oh down God. in my seat. It's funny because I, I had had panic attacks as a kid, but I'd never had one in adult life. But that makes me think of what you and I were talking about last night about how Looney Tunes used to give us both anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, I really don't understand because the content of Looney Tunes wasn't necessarily anxiety inducing. But I think it, it was, was it was just something about the show. Yeah, it some, wasn't... something about the animation style. Yeah, and maybe it's because that show was hand drawn. And not done digitally at all. Like, even the coloring wasn't. So maybe we were noticing, like, slight variances between frames. Yeah, that's possible. And that could have, that could have been just sort of triggering. Almost, I would liken it to almost like a strobe light right. when you think about it. Because TV is usually 24 frames a second. And so if there's slight variances in that second, you're getting 24 different images yeah. in this second. But it used to make me really, really, I used to call it nervous before I knew what anxiety was. I, right. I used to call it nervous. I'd get so nervous 
that I couldn't have Looney Tunes on at night because it would make me so freaked out about going to school the next day that I just, I couldn't have it on. Mm -hmm. Um, But as a kid, that was one of the few things on at certain times because we didn't get, when we were kids, we didn't get like a ton of cable channels. I think I had like family channel, Teletoon and YTV. Yeah, I didn't even have family channel when I was young. so. So I think probably whatever show was on, Family Channel and YTV I didn't like, so Looney Tunes was usually the go-to, but, man, that show freaked me out. Yeah. I usually just wouldn't watch TV at that point. Fair. Yeah, it was a glutton for punishment, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think a movie like Borat could be made today? Um, it wouldn't be popular. No, eh? Because, like, it... Everyone's pretty sensitive now. Yeah. Mind you, Sasha Baron Cohen had that show. Was it on Netflix? Yeah. Where he he did similar things. Right. And he tricked that politician into saying the N-word. Yeah. Yeah, that that show would be hard to pull off. Especially someone like Sasha Baron Cohen, who everyone... Most people know what he looks like. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Kazakhstan was really upset with Borat coming out. That would make sense. Yeah. I didn't know it was a real country at first. I mean, you should thank Borat for the fact that people know <laughs> they this is a country. They put you on the map. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, you, they're probably ashamed of the fact that this dude's saying that they lock sisters in cages and, and uh, was, didn't they hate Jewish people in that? Yeah, I think so. In that so. city? Yeah, or in that country yeah that was a weird movie you'll never get this you'll never get this wah wah wee wah such a fucking weird movie do you remember the the naked fight scene too how he had that (laughs) sensor bar like down to his knees and then he goes home with isla fisher how is that even possible they seem like such an odd couple to me absolutely do you think he ever, like, goes to bed in character? I hope so. Me too. Like, <laughs> just him as Borat? Yeah. Oh, man. You'll get this. You'll get this. She can have sex with a different person every yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think when he was Bruno, they just didn't have sex? <laughs> <laughs> or they were just doing some really kinky shit. Yeah. She makes, uh, he makes her dress as a man. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's an interesting guy. I I remember reading that he was supposed to play Freddie Mercury in a movie years ago. Oh. But he had an issue with the direction the band wanted to go in with the movie. Like, for, I think it was like they wanted Freddie Mercury to die halfway through the movie, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the movie would be about how Queen continued without him. Uh, and and Sasha Baron Cohen uh, had said that he wanted it to be more about freddie if he were to do it this could all be hearsay but this is something that i'd read on the internet um i think sasha baron cohen looks way more like freddie mercury than um what's his name who played him oh oh my gosh like on the pillow like that I don't Grammy uh, Malik. That's it. I don't know why I wanted to say Oscar Isaac and I knew that was wrong. <laughs> Do you think I resemble Oscar Isaacs? As Isaac Isaac? Can you pull up the picture? 
Can you do it? Because my phone's recording. Because I've been told that I do. And I'm curious what my lovely and uh, talented girlfriend thinks. He's Guatemalan. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. He's very racially ambiguous. No. No? No. Here, let me see. Yeah, I, uh, I think we could be related, but he's got a much more defined jawline I than I do. The only thing I see in common is, like, hair and skin tone. Mm. Oh, man, he's got a nice nose, too. Jeez, I'm so jealous of him. This is a beautiful man. Mm. I hope I meet him one day and I can say to him, you know, I think you're beautiful. My girlfriend said, mm. You know, I'm a little worried that if you do get into acting. Yeah. And you meet all these actors, you you might leave me for them. No. Oh, you mean guy actors. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because you always get so upset with me for not finding them attractive. You find no one attractive. Would it's you, so weird. Be honest. Would you choose me over Johnny Depp? Y yes, I'd choose you over Johnny <laughs> Depp. I'm straight. <laughs> I don't know. You seem to have a thing for his face. Okay, Johnny Depp is a beautiful looking man. I disagree. Well, you also find me attractive, so clearly your point of view is just wrong. Take that back. No. For the audio-only listeners, Jesse's giving me a very dirty look right now. Well, yeah, but you, you don't find, like, anyone attractive. But I'm kind of glad that you don't, because the few times that you've said you do, I do get a little jealous. <laughs> Why do you keep asking? I don't know. I feel like it's validation for me when you, like... When I say no. No, no, when you say yes, it makes me think, okay, well, I'm clearly not crazy for finding, for thinking this person's beautiful. But, but I mean, we've had the discussion of, like, Ryan Reynolds versus Ryan Gosling and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. So, like, I think we're on the same page there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like... Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is also... Oh, I was going to say he's Canadian, so, like, we're doing our country favorite. So, so is Gosling. Gosling. You know, I just think Ryan Reynolds is funny, so I feel like he'd be cool to hang out with. Right. I feel like I don't really know what it yeah. would be like to be around Ryan I haven't Gosling. seen enough of Ryan Gosling in interviews or anything to know if he's funny. Yeah. But did you know he... What was the boy band Justin Timberlake was in? But NSYNC? NSYNC? Yeah. yeah. Ryan Gosling was almost an NSYNC. R wait... Was he in NSYNC? Yes. Okay. Um, Ryan Gosling was almost in NSYNC. They were in, um, what was it, Mickey Mouse Club? Is that a show? Yeah. They were in that together. Oh, okay. And Ryan Gosling was offered to be in it, and he said no. And then once they popped off, he was like, yo, can I come back? Uh, again, like read this on the internet. The days when uh, Justin Timberlake had his ramen hair. Yes. <laughs> oh, his hair looked delicious. <laughs> Um, again, though, this is hearsay. It's what I read on the internet. So it could be, it could be total BS, but Just feeding everyone false information. Right. Absolutely. I think everyone should take everything I say at full value <laughs> and just believe me 100% of the time. Yeah. Um, 
Did you know that Ryan Gosling's mom teaches at a high school in our city? Mm-hmm. Well, taught, because that school closed down, but yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine having Mrs. Gosling as your teacher? It'd be impossible to focus. I just don't really get it, like, excited about that stuff, though. No? No. Huh. It's like, yeah, your son has a really cool job, and he's talented, but... Like, I, he's still a person. I don't know. Huh. I just don't care that much. See, for me, I think um, I want to be like him. So I think I get excited knowing that it's a tangible person. Yeah. So. I um, I would rather be a vegetable than act, so. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's pray that you're never a vegetable either. <laughs> um, but even, like... Rick Campanelli, the old host on, he was on Much Music before, and then he was on E.T. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's on now, um, but uh, his his brother taught me in grade seven, and his other brother, we had, I think it was called a chaplain at my school. I don't really know don't what know he what did. It's something to do with Catholic school, but anyway, his... His two brothers, like, I interacted with, and they look nothing like him. Mm-hmm. They look alike, but not like him. And it was it was definitely something that when I started in school, it was, like, a bigger deal. Because it's like, oh, my gosh, that's Rick Campanelli's brothers. But um, it was I think it was a bigger deal when uh, Rick Campanelli was a VJ at Much Music. And when my sister was in school. It right. was more of a thing. Yeah. Um, but when I was in school, it was definitely still popular. And I think for me, it was exciting because it, it meant the celebrity celebrity was a tangible person. Um, and it, it was just the, knowing that it's achievable because here's this guy from little Southern Ontario and he's on TV. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But uh, that's like, like, most of the Much Music VJs all went on to do something else. Like, uh, Leah Miller, that was her name, right? She's married to City in Color. Oh. Uh, she was on America's Best Dance Crew, or Canada's Best Dance Crew. Do you remember when that was a show? Oh, no. So you think you can dance Canada? Oh. Yeah. I've never watched it. Oh. Did you ever watch America's Best Dance Crew? No. Oh, that was such a good show. <laughs> Such a good show. Um, Lil Mama was one of the hosts, or one of the judges. Um, JC Shazay was one of the judges. Um, NSYNC, one of the guys from NSYNC. Oh, okay. Um, and I think his name was Jordan Sparks. He's a choreographer. He That's was a actually... girl's name. Oh, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Something Sparks, but he was arrested, I think, while the show was still on. For uh, child pornography, maybe something really, really fucked up. Oh. Um, and so, then who who's right. the who's that one judge and producer from American Idol, Randy? Randy Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was on it too, I think. I don't remember who the host was, but that show was great. Have you heard of the Jabberwockies? Yeah, I've seen them. So they were that they won that show. Mm. Um, they barely made it through um, World of Dance. I think they were cut in like the second or third. Oh, round. really? 
Oh, wow. What's crazy about that crew, though, is they're so large. There's so many of them. And uh, they, like, my issue with it is because they're all wearing these masks, none of them, and this is more of, like, a marketing perspective, none of them have an opportunity to build their own brands. Yeah. So there's no, like, longevity in being a Jabberwocky in terms of making money outside of whatever you'll make as one. Yeah. Um. But there's other dance crews that you see them and you get to be like almost like a micro celebrity. I remember there was one crew on that show. I think I talked to you about it recently where uh, they had a guy on the crew and he was deaf and he he got his timing from the vibrations of of the floor of his crewmates. Yeah, it's cool. That's wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. So, a couple days ago, I saw a TikTok where this guy replaced, this white guy replaced a a photo of him in his house with an Asian guy, and seeing how long it would take his parents to notice. So, I thought to do the same thing, except my mom hates Peppa Pig. So, I replaced a photo of me with Peppa Pig, and... She didn't notice the first day. So I replaced another photo in the house with another, with the same photo of Peppa Pig. And again, she didn't notice something in score, but you and I had talked about it. If someone's going to out me, it's going to be my sister's kids. Yeah. And sure enough. Well, I feel like the issue is, uh, they know who Peppa Pig right. is. If and, you, and it's a vibrant That's the thing, too. Yeah, thing. like, if you had just replaced your face with Peppa's... Yeah. Then it might have blended in better that they wouldn't have noticed. Right. But, it, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, oddly enough, my sister's youngest was yelling, Elmo, Elmo! Mom goes, where's Elmo? Eventually, she saw Peppa Pig. But I think what I'm gonna do from now on is find random photos and photoshop something into it yeah uh like replacing me with with an actor or something and i think that'd be really funny because um my family might not notice but it would be great for people to come over and be like why do they have a picture of the rock yeah like just chilling with their family yeah that would be funny yeah we should start doing it to your house too yeah, well, no kids mom. come in my house, so I don't think anyone's going <laughs> to notice. Yeah, but your mom likes photos, so she might notice that uh, that things have been She likes shifted. them. I don't know how often she looks at them, mm. you know. It'd be really funny if she had some friends over and they're like, oh, oh. Jessie's... Her next book club meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse's face is replaced in all these photos. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have a photo of Selena Gomez on your on your kitchen Oh, no, I'm going to make it way worse than that. Who? I don't know, like Danny DeVito or something? (laughs) Yes, I would love it. I'll help you Photoshop Danny DeVito into all of your family photos. I would love that. Get a baby photo of you and switch your face with Danny DeVito's. Yes. (laughs) Be funny, too, if any of the photos of your cat in the house, because your mom and sister love the cat so much, if we replaced photos of your cat with another cat <laughs> just some <laughs> random cat i mean honestly they'd probably still enjoy it 
I don't even know if they'd notice. I could give them photos of any cat and they would be extremely happy. It's like you with rats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're the only person I know that has a calendar dedicated to rats. They're hard to find. I bet. <laughs> I bet you're in a really niche market. <laughs> oh, man. You're easy to please, though, because anything that I think, oh, that's a little weird, Jesse will love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, it it keeps me interested. Keeps keeps it. Yeah, never no, know what that, you're going to get. That's... That's the wrong phrasing. Yeah, it, I never know what I'm going to get. So it keeps me on my toes, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to get bored. No. 80 years of Learning being on my toes. Learning all my interests. Yeah. Being terrified. Not terrified, <laughs> just slightly concerned. <laughs> hey, I know how to pretend to be interested in the stuff you're interested in. I've done it before. Isn't that reassuring? <laughs> can't wait for our life of pretending (laughs) well um usually it's the woman faking things so i'm glad that we're really breaching gender norms Mm. you know what i will say in talking about that and this is like hands down one of the most embarrassing things ever is the fact that i didn't know that men could get orgasms because um i've told you this story right with your when you asked yeah. your mom yeah, yeah because of two and a half men yeah so my mom had me watching two and a half men at, at an age that was far too young and i remember i asked her mom what's an orgasm someone had said it on the show and she laughed and said something women get for my whole fucking life i didn't know that men got orgasms i remember i was at a uh question though what did you think was happening <laughs> let's uh <laughs> <laughs> well, i'll say this i was at a community rec center dance that we used to go to and uh there was this girl who said something about an orgasm. And I was like, boys don't get those. She was, yes, they do, you idiot. Of course they do. Everyone gets them. I was you like, fought, right? Yeah. Like, no, my mom told me only <laughs> women get orgasms. And I had no fucking clue. But I'm thinking, in, in adulthood, why would you have me watch that show if you're not prepared to explain that shit to me? I mean, she could have easily just said uh, something that people get. Yeah, or, like, talk to me when you're older. That's what my dad always said. Yeah. Who, who did teach you? No one. Oh, you figured it out on your own. No, like, I think <laughs> I think I just kind of started to assume things through, like, talking to my friends. But, like, I went to Catholic school, too. No one's teaching us shit there. Poor Catholics. Seriously. Uh, teacher, teacher, what's sex? Something you don't do. That was the type Ever. of answer we got. Yeah. Yeah, our, uh, our type of STD prevention was don't. It was brutal. No wonder kids made mistakes. No wonder Catholics, like, Catholic schoolgirls are known to be a little bit on the sluttier side. Yeah. It's because we're all told to repress our emotions. Yeah, and then no one knows any of the ways to actually be smart about it right because no one's teaching us i 
I'm so glad. Well, obviously, you would agree to not sending your kids to Catholic school because you didn't go to Catholic school and you're not Catholic. But I'm so glad that I'm with someone that can agree with me to not send our kids to Catholic school. Yeah. Because I feel like it just hindered my education because there was that one one subject every year that was taking away from a subject I could have been, like, actually interested in. Yeah, I feel like it's also, like, not only does that eat up a credit, but it's also not a great environment if like you're getting in trouble for asking questions right and stuff yeah so i don't know if i've told this story on the podcast i don't think so if i have i'll edit it out but when i was in grade nine no we had this conversation at the dinner table the other day when i was in grade nine uh we were we had a whole unit in religion class on forgiving and not forgetting and uh this is a way to, uh, you know, the whole fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me thing. It was a whole method of teaching us how to trust the right people. And uh, this had nothing to do with religion, but it, it that's a valuable life lesson, I'd say. Yeah. Um, then in grade 10, I had a teacher say, forgive and forget. Always forgive and forget. It's what Jesus would do, blah, 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 blah. And I remember raising my hand and saying, Miss, Miss so-and-so, uh, I, I don't understand. In grade nine, we were told to forgive and not forget. And rather than really having the discussion with me, she just kicked me out of class. And I found that that was all the way through religion classes in school, except for grade nine, because I had a very, very, uh, grade nine and 12. I had very uh, open teachers who just loved to have the conversation but I would say, like, elementary school to high school, it wasn't a, ever a conversation. It, if you asked questions, you were just seen as disruptive. And that was that was never really my intention. My intention was just to understand. No, because the whole point of kids being able to ask questions in school is that that is how you learn. Right. Like, if they're not understanding something, why can't they ask? Yeah, I totally don't understand why... It was that ridiculous, but it, it, it it's to me it sounds like when when a teacher can't have the discussion, it seems like they don't have a concrete enough understanding of their own faith to really have the discussion. That's fair. Um, like when I did that program called the Alpha program, I told you about. It's like uh, it, it it's. I don't even know how to describe it. it. It's a program. It's a Christian program, but it, it's all about, it's kind of for people who aren't Christian to kind of learn about Christianity. And I took it because at that point in my life, I think it was 22 or 23, I didn't know where my personal beliefs started and where my parents and what they taught me ended. So I wanted to have a, a better understanding of myself. So I took this course with a friend of mine, an old coworker, and her husband, and I was the youngest in the group. My sister came a few times, but she just had a baby, so it was it was tough for her to come all the time. But um, so I I was there, and I would ask a lot of questions, and I found that that was the first group that ever really welcomed questions, and I I found because because I was never in a position where I could ask those questions in school. I would ask them there and I would stump them because they've never been asked before. But they, what I always appreciated is that they'd either 
really take the time to carefully answer me or they take the question home and come back with a very thoughtful response and that's something i always appreciated because i was taking that course to better understand myself and where i stand mm -hmm. um and it, it was just nice that they put thought into it and i think that programs like that made me more open-minded because you are an atheist correct like that's how you define yeah. it um and i'm uh, i say catholic just because it's the easy answer uh but i would say i'm like a non-conforming catholic <laughs> Uh, but I'd say programs like I'm that. I'm not like other guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like other Catholics. <laughs> um, I would say that it's programs like that that kind of gave me the like flexibility, I guess, in like not being so, I guess it's an ego thing, not being so egotistical and also insecure about my faith that I, I can be in a relationship with someone who doesn't have the same opinions and that's not going to affect how i feel right you know what i mean because yeah. i think a lot of people would just rule it out because they're like oh I internally i think it's an insecurity thing like they're afraid of being converted yeah were you afraid of me converting you or trying to um no but to be honest i feel like because we had like our friendship right before i, I knew what kind of person you were mm. and i so i would have never expected that anyway so right. it's not something i worried about oh okay um i was a little worried at first like when we did have those discussions that your family wouldn't be super happy about my views Fair. but at the same time we don't really have those conversations right. so i don't think it's like it's not something you have to talk about unless mm -hmm. you want to get into that stuff you know right so it doesn't i don't know i don't think it affects who i am as a person so. right <laughs> i you know and i've had the conversation with my mom she it doesn't bother her that you're different because she views it as who you love is who you love um and you and i've had that discussion too like in the most ideal world you and your partner are gonna completely agree on everything blah 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 but at the same time if there's no differences um how do you have a conversation yeah if you're just agreeing with each other with everything no and that that's one thing that i really like about our differences is i've learned a lot from you mm. um and even if i don't see things exactly the same way i have always been open to your perspective and i i mm -hmm. like hearing how other people view the world right and i feel like it's we've been able to kind of have those conversations without um any judgment right what i've always appreciated about you too is when we do have those conversations about my faith when you ask me a question there's never any judgment or antagonizing in the question and you ask really thoughtful questions that sometimes they do stump me and but then you just let me explain it and there are times where i end up having to go on a tangent just to make <laughs> my point but you let me talk about it and you you ask the questions are never pointed yeah i mean i i feel like a lot of the times when people have like those kind of debates mm -hmm. about different religions and that kind of stuff um I feel like they're not trying to hear what the other person thinks. They're trying to get their point across. Right. So when the other person is talking, they're not really taking in what mm -hmm. they're saying. When I ask you a question, I genuinely want to know what you have to say right. about it. You know, I'm not, I'm not like 
asking you something so that I can shut it down mm-hmm. or give you my opinion on it because that's not what what I'm looking for. You right. Know? Yeah, I've always really appreciated how you ask questions and, and what you're asking because it's always a really thoughtful question. It's never to try and sway my thinking or anything. And it's never really to sway yours either. It's the most innocent of questions because it's just to learn my perspective. And you've taught me a lot too. You've definitely taught me more outside of that. You've definitely taught me more of um, like you've, you've taught me more empathy and, and um, you've helped me grow in that regard and helped like flourish in, in that side of me i don't really know if i'm even making sense right now but you really provided a lot of growth there because you that's something that you appreciate so you've you appreciate that in me so you've nurtured that side of me more which i think ultimately has made me a better person so thank you you're welcome yeah (laughs) (laughs) you've made me a better boyfriend I think it's time because I'm gonna I'm gonna chop this up because we hit quite the lull. Yeah. But uh, thank you to our audio listeners and our YouTube viewers. Hopefully you are seeing this. Our first podcast is under review right now, so hopefully fingers crossed it goes up. But uh, thank you for watching and listening. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. If you're watching this on YouTube, <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, all of the links are in the description. And uh, thanks for watching. Make sure you review and rate this podcast because it helps us bump up in the charts. Thank you. See you later.